It's the Bartender Journey Podcast, episode number 67, where the podcast talks all about bartending. And we have my podcasting partner, Vano. He's on the phone this week. What's up, James? How are you, man? Good. Good to the people out there. Well, good to have you back on the show, even though scheduling-wise we couldn't make it work out that you came into the studio, but uh, glad to have you on the phone at least. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Well, let's let's get right to it, man. It's uh, it's crazy, man, the... Uh, feedback I get from other bartenders, you know, whether it be email or Twitter, and uh, the journey that, you know, we started with this, that really hashed out during a cocktail hour, let's do, bar- <laughs> let's do a podcast, and yeah. where we are now, it's, it's fucking amazing, man. And for me, the, the opportunity for me to talk about bartending from front to back, side to side, everything in between is truly, it's just fucking amazing, man. I mean, just, if you would have, like I said, I said this a couple times on the show, if you would have told me this when when I first started, when I was getting fired from gigs, Mm -hmm. that that I would have, that I would have been on a a co-host to to a bartending podcast that broke down bartending like no one else, I would have never believed it. But with that said, sir, I, I, I look at it, like, what are we on, 60 shows? 67 this week. 67 shows. And, you know, I, I went through uh, core values, man, you know, of everything that we talked about. And I, I went through, like, I didn't listen to all 67 shows, but I just kind of went through your show notes and stuff like that. And I, I, I jotted down, man, like 11 core values for a bartender. Because w- with the liquor.com hookup that you hooked up, mm-hmm. we're getting more and more new listeners Mm-hmm. Each episode, it seems. Right. And uh, I just started, man, I just started, like, writing down, like, 11 core values of what makes a good bar- bartender, man. And anytime you want to, you know, rock and roll, come in, just uh, let me, you know, just come in. But uh, number one, would you agree, personality? Sure, definitely. All right? And I, for, for me and you, I think it's important because it sets you apart from all the bartenders. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's important to be true to who you are. Don't be a poser. Don't be plastic. Don't be fake. Be you. Mm-hmm. Constantly, you know, be on your game. Don't be a follower. Don't be a cheerleader. Be be a leader. Be your own cheerleader. You know. And I think you can't lose that because I don't care. Every bartending podcast that I listen to, or every um, interview that I read to, like when I prepped for the show, personality always topped the list, man. Right. You know, it's funny. I was reading an article uh, in the New York Times the other day about um, somebody did a study on um, talking to new people, you know, and and uh, they found that, you know, it was a very positive experience for people um, to just to talk to a stranger, you know, and I was like, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, uh, you know, how that applies to bartending. It's sort of maybe that's why I, I enjoy it so much, you know, because I, I like I like talking to new people, you know, so that, that's a good quality to have as a bartender and, uh, you know, and it makes it more fun. And this study well, apparently that, proves as that. As simple as that is, man. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that have trouble with personality. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's the it's it, it, it's it's hard for some people, and it's tough. But a person, I think you can work on personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, just listen more. Don't take yourself too serious. But it, it's very important that you work on personality, man, because it, it's huge. I mean, in, in my opinion. Right. And then number two is we get to um, work ethic. That's another important thing, man. You got you got to work hard. You know, you have to have a strong work ethic. You got to be prepared to work, and outwork other bartenders. You know, strong work ethic will make you stand out. 
and, and have a longer shelf life in right. bartending. Sure. And, you know, you got to get dirty. <laughs> you got to sweat. Yeah. You know, your body's going to ache. Your mind's going to ache. I mean, that's, that's, that's how important it is. <laughs> gonna I mean, end up, just, you can never lose sight of that. Going to end up with beer all over your shirt. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, you walk out, your feet are killing you, but if that's what really, when you when you realize that's part of the, 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 uh, the game, you can never, you can never sleep on that. You'll always be uh, employed. <laughs> you know what? Saturday night, I have this one regular that comes in, uh, this lady and her friend, and uh, she's, uh, you know, she works, she's not a doctor, but she works in the medical field, and she was asking a uh, somehow the subject of my aching back came up, you know, and uh, she gave me some stretches she wanted me to do. And then she asked me the other day, uh, what size shoe do you wear? I was like, what are you up to? <laughs> she said, just tell me. I said, uh, well, it's ten and a half. All right, you'll find out next time I see you. <laughs> She's going to buy me some shoes, special shoes, I guess, that uh, help your back when you're on your feet a lot, you know, but that's uh, that's pretty cool, huh, to have a, a uh, regular that cares about you that much. Yeah, and how how often in, in normal life do you have someone saying that to you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, right. <laughs> a stranger asks you, what's your shoe size? Well, I have something for you when I see you next time. That's <laughs> crazy, man. But um, number three is uh, attitude and being humble. Okay. And, you know, you have to have a great attitude. You, you know, you have to be humble. And like attracts like. You know, having a good attitude will make you fit in with other bartenders and other people. Mm-hmm. It helps you roll with the punches. And, and, you know, again, you don't take yourself too serious. Right. And I, I think it gives you strength. And uh, it gives you opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to always be learning and growing. You know, for example, man, when I was in Vegas, whenever I go to Vegas, I take... Um, I take martial art lessons, boxing or, or, or kickboxing. And when I went to, when I went for the convention, I took uh, boxing lessons, and I trained with a professional boxer. Not only a professional boxer, but he was a professional sparring partner. And I don't want to even name drop for major boxers in mm-hmm. UFC fighters, mm-hmm. major. Yeah. And the dude was so humble, had a, a great attitude. And had tremendous talent, and I like I I hit the lotto as a student. I hit the lotto because I was able, you know, I, I learned. It, it was great. I mean, it, it, I walked out of there motivated to train harder, to want to learn more, and it, it was just remarkable. Then I come back home, right? So not when I came back home, but back home when I go to places where I live, I deal with egomaniacs, I deal with arrogance, and I deal with people that don't even have a quarter of the talent that this dude had. Mm-hmm. If I, it's, just, it's, just, it's remarkable how important attitude and being humble is because I just think it, it, it makes you grow, man. So that's my uh, two cents on attitude and humble. Humility, yep, yep. that's a good quality to have. Yeah, yes, sir. Number four, man, you got to work on your craft, man. Always work on your craft, man. I'm always working on my craft. For new people, you got to work on your craft. You got to, you know, learn your drinks. How to pour, shake, no basic uh, spirit knowledge, wine knowledge, beer knowledge. You got to put in the work. And, you know, you can't talk shit. You can't procrastinate. You got to put in the work, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, 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 you, it's an important thing to uh, learn the basics, man, you know? Right. And I think people like you and I, you can listen to the people who, who want to share wisdom and create an easier path for you. 
Mm. And I think a lot of people, you have that in your life. Someone's telling you something. You know, don't don't be arrogant or don't don't get like a big head. Listen, because it can create a easier path. You know, it helped me. I've always, whenever I went to a bartender, man, I, I gotta tell you, I always listen, and I, there was always something that I took away that I, I put into my game. Right. You know, well, it's like bar rescue, man. Mm-hmm. I learned so much with bar rescue, but one thing that I learned from bar rescue is when I bartend, I put the straw after I'm done with the drink. I take a separate straw and I put it in the drink, and then I taste it. Yeah. I can't tell you. That has done wonders for me with guests. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, for whatever reason it is. Yeah. You know, you can have your own reason. It's just amazing the response people get. It's like, once they see that I like it, they like it. It's just huge, <laughs> and it's just, it's just phenomenal. And, and another thing, man, that's driving me crazy, and I hear this a lot, is um, farmer's market mixology. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm all for it, man. You know, I yeah. think it's great if you get fresh ingredients, but we talked about this many times. Many places that you're going to bartend, you're not going to have this. Yeah. Okay? So what I'm getting at is master the basics, man. Continue to master the old-fashioned. Continue to master the martini. Continue to master the Manhattan. You know, don't sleep on the basics, man. Like, you know, those are important things. So, I mean, build with what you have, but just continue to grow, you know? So, that, yep, that's number four. And um, number five is uh, experience. You know, you get, you have to have experience. You have to, uh, you have to go out there and apply what you know and, and build on your game, you know? Have fun. Expect the worst. Don't burn any bridges, but, you, ha- you know, you have to have a strong, strong persistence to keep on going, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know you're on your own bartender journey. Yeah. And 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 we talked about this. And when you're going out there, man, never lie when you're looking for a job. Yeah. Be real. Be honest about your experience. Right. Tell the truth. You know, I'm just starting out. I want to learn the bartending. These are the steps that I have taken. And dude, people will respect that. People respect honesty and passion. It's what built this. It's what built great businesses, great countries. You know. People respect honesty, passion, and hard work. You know, mm-hmm. and have that. And look, you know, thing. You know, look someone in the eye when you tell them that. When you're, you know, that I want a shot. It's just, it, it, it just, it's crazy, man. And um, embrace the rush. You know, when you're working and it gets crazy and you're overwhelmed, just, just embrace that. It's part of the journey. Journal your experience every time you work. See what you need to work on. See where you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and number six, always expect to be fired. <laughs> I've been bartending for 10 plus years and I have never forgotten this law. This, uh, this statement has kept me relevant. Um, it made me realize that everyone can be replaced and I've seen it. I've seen good bartenders. I've seen managers, people that I thought could never be replaced, be replaced. So yep. it makes me have integrity every time I work, every right. time I bartend, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, you know, it's like, you know, you do the right thing even when no one's looking. Yeah. There's yeah. very little loyalty in this game, man. So, you know, you have a bad night, it could cost you your job. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, you're only as good as your last part, your last uh, poor, so always expect to be fired. <laughs> You've been saying that since the first show, I think. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's the truth, man. It's, it's the truth. Number, uh, number seven, man, uh, the Disney experience, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you treat your guests like family or good, or good friends. 
mm-hmm. make them feel welcomed, you make them feel invited, accepted, remember their names, what they drink, especially with your regulars. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to remember, it's their time, their trip, you're the pilot, they're the passenger flying first class to a liquid cocktail getaway. <laughs> it's very important to listen when they speak. You know, mm. we talk about that. You got to listen. You're listening. You you know, engage in a conversation, compliment, inspire. Be a motivational bartender. If anything that I that if I can add to to the bartending world is to be that, be a motivational bartender. Create a uh, a Disney experience. Be remembered. That's the goal. Mm. As a bartender, you want to be a hero for the working class. <laughs> you want to be remembered. Yeah be remembered and you want also uh ideally you want people telling their friends you know oh i met this really great bartender at such such bar you know and uh that's that's the shit you know that's that's when you can write your own ticket you know when you got that yep. going on absolutely man absolutely N- number eight man we can't forget forget this art of the tip man art of the tip and basically you know thank people when they tip you mm-hmm. remember why we're doing this why most of us are bartending in the first place is to make money yeah. So you, you, your goal is to show true, genuine appreciation when someone gives you, you know, a tip of, of hard-earned money that they earned. You know, mm-hmm. you want to show that you're thankful for that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I went, I went out to dinner. And, um, it's you know a nationally a national chain restaurant which I try to stay away from, but in this case we went to anyway. Um, the server was obviously very well trained. You know he was he was excellent. He did a great job, and you could tell it was all in the training. You know, so as we're leaving, um, one of the waiters is walking right towards us as we're leaving. You know, and uh, I couldn't believe she didn't say goodbye or thanks for coming or good night or anything. You know, and uh, then we got past the hostess stand. And uh, they were chatting away, and uh, nobody said anything, you know. And then finally, we opened the door. Uh, I don't know if they heard the door squeak or whatever. Whatever woke them up uh, or took them out of their conversation. They finally said goodbye and thank you. But I, w- I was surprised because it, it was, like I said, the, the server was obvious, obviously so well trained, and uh, I was just surprised. Nobody said goodbye, you know. I, when I'm behind the bar, anybody eats in the dining room has to walk right by the bar, you know. So I always say, you know, as I leaving, I always say goodbye. You know, there wasn't even my my customer, you know, my guest. I didn't, I wasn't serving them. So, uh, but I say goodbye to them anyway, you know. I mean, I, you know, what I act like, I, I act like I'm the owner of the place all the time, you know. And it, and that's always that's worked out well for me. That's 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 amazing, man. I mean, that's probably the best advice. I think anybody can hear. I mean, and if you're an owner, you want, like, I, when I bartend, I, I tell the owner, I'm pouring the booze like it's my booze. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they want to hear that because then I'm going to regulate it and not overpour and I'm going to be responsible. But that, that's huge. But Vince, I got to tell you, man, you know what? What I'm noticing, man, and, and customer service is dead, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even get me started. It's just really that you go to play, you know, you know, to thank someone. It's a simple rule. But I, I've realized people are opening restaurants that are, that have that never been in the industry. Yeah, yep. and they're, they're they they take all this money that they earn and they go into a restaurant. That's why what is it ninety seven percent failure within the first year with a restaurant? Uh, I don't something like that. Yeah, they have no experience, and they these are important things that you learn as you're you're coming up, man. Mm-hmm. Of what I'll tell you, what you can have great food and phenomenal food, and if the service sucks. But you can have decent food, average food, and you have phenomenal customer service. 
people are going to go to that average place. Mm-hmm. It's just it's as simple as that, and it, it, it lacks like that. And I guess it's, it, you know you can't you can't blame the waitress or the waiter or the bartender. It's it's the owner. The owner should yeah. the owner's the president, the CEO. They should they should put that down like right off the bat. This is how we're going to do it. But, yeah, they they need to be, make clear to their employees what they expect. And so few places do that. So few places do that. Yeah, you know. I agree with you, man. You know, number nine, man. uh, The most important thing for me is uh, the inner game, and I think as a bartender, you got to develop your inner game. And um, what makes me unique as a bartender, man, and stand out is my inner game. And uh, my inner game consists of the Disney experience, the art of the tip. And what I learned through observing people as a bartender over the years, I t- I've taken all of that, and that's the inner game. And that, that's what's lacking, what you just described when you went. If the owner had an inner game and knew that, he would have trained his people to do that when people walk in to say goodbye. Right. You know what I mean? Thanks for coming. Yep. you got to experience that to, to teach that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you're from, you know, so I, I, I pity people like that because they're just setting themselves up to fail because you're not going to get a repeat customer. You're certainly not going to get my business again if if I spend money and you don't show me appreciation. But um, yeah, I'm always, I always was, laugh when you go to a deli or something, you know, whatever, and uh, you know, you make the transaction, and uh, as as a customer. At the deli, I always say thank you, you know. And but I'm but what I'm thinking is they should be thanking me. I just spent my money at this place, you know. Why don't they? They why aren't they the ones saying thank you? You know what I mean? You know, man. It's uh, bro. You know, not to go off on a subject, man, but it's funny you say that, man. Um, I grew up in the supermarket industry, and I uh, I worked as a stock boy unloading truck unloading trucks legally. You know, and it's a Italian guy saying he's unloading trucks, but I I, I unloaded trucks. The, stock, the trucks would come in, I would unload it with a bunch of other uh, workers, and we would break it down for the night crew to, uh, you know, to stock the shelves. But anyway, a manager, after we were done breaking down the truck, there was a manager, and I was like 17 years old. This fucking manager used to take, after the truck was completely empty of merchandise, he used to go in the truck, and we would put all the empty pallets in there, and he would take a black magic marker, and he would write, nobody cares. And I was, I used to say, and I, you know, I was afraid of this guy because he was fucking crazy. <laughs> but I used to say to myself, this is the most negative person I, I, I ever seen. Like, why is he doing this on every truck? Why does he put that? It makes no sense. And then, dude, as I got older, I knew exactly what he meant, man. Nobody cares, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you saying, like you just spent money, and the guy doesn't thank you. Like it's just like he doesn't give a shit, dude. Yeah, I know. You know, it's just weird. So I mean, that's where, like, we, you know, with this podcast, that we can change that where people should care, especially in the hospitality business, because it's that simple formula. We talked about this, man. It's that simple formula that, that, that you. The goal is to get someone. You give a product, you give a service, and people come back and they tell friends, and that's how you make money. Right, but you go to some places where it's like you're doing you're doing me a favor. I'm doing you a favor by serving you. I'm doing you a favor by you eating at my restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be thankful that I'm there. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that changes, man. But um, going back to the inner game, man. I think uh, you know everybody has a story, man. You know, everybody has love, lost. You know, everybody's proud, sad, angry, or scared. Most people just want to tell their story, man. You know? Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's a very important thing is to develop your uh, your inner game. Up this past weekend, I worked, and uh, I'm working, man. It was just a great, great night, man. I'm rocking and rolling, and uh, a guest comes up to me at the end of the night and he just says, "I never tipped a bartender like I tipped you." <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just like you know, it's like it's, and I, I just I said thank you. He's like, because honestly, I've never done that. This is a, this is a guy. He had to be, I would say, in his thirties. <laughs> it's like you know, to me, that's a compliment. To me, yeah. you know, I, I've done my job at, at, as a uh, bartender, man. Yeah, nice. I mean, what could be a better compliment than that? People feel compelled to tip you more than they're accustomed to doing. You know, you're doing something right. And uh, number 10, sir, of, of core values of uh, bartending is you got to remember how important the bar is to people, what it means, why yeah. they go, what it, re- what it re- represents. Right. You know, why people drink. You know, so, you know, either to avoid pain, seek pleasure. And uh, I, I, t- I told you so over the phone. It's like um, I was bartending and I heard the Eagle song, you know, Hotel California. Uh-huh. And the verse where it's like some dance to remember and some dance to forget. Yeah. And it's like I think of people at a bar. And I, you know, I think that a, a bar is where, you know, people go, man, to make statements, to, to proclaim something of importance. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just met a girl I'm going to marry, <laughs> or I'm, I'm just going to be a father. Mm-hmm. Or it's a place they go, they get a drink, and, and they decide to make a life-changing decision. Like, you know, I'm getting a new, I'm getting a new job. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave an abusive relationship. Yeah. And you as a bartender get to witness that. Yeah, and I heard an interview that's with magic, John. Man. Never forget that. Respect being a bartender. I heard an interview with John Taffer, and he... Uh, I don't feel bad stealing it because he was quoting somebody else when he said it, but uh, he said, bars bars are a great place. It's not home. It's not work. It's a very special third place. I thought that was cool. <laughs> it's true, man. It's, uh, I think um, these are important things. And uh, number 11, man, and which I'm very proud that you and I talk about all the time that I don't hear enough of, and that is to serve responsibly mm-hmm. as a bartender. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to have a backup plan. You got to, you know, when you work somewhere, you got to know what to do if you're in a situation. You got to get the right training. You have a lot of responsibility and accountability as a bartender. Yeah. And uh, it's a scary thing, man, and you have to be aware of it. You got to have, you got to know cab stay if you have to call somebody a cab. Mm-hmm. You got to spot somebody a cab. You, you lend them the money, fuck it. It's worth it if it's going to get this person home. You got to, when you work a place, you want to know, like, what. What do I do in this situation? You want to have a plan, like, and you want to, you know, it's very important, especially when you're green, man. Yeah. When you're new, it's it's a scary thing to be in, man, when someone's out of control and, you know, it's it's tough, but, uh, you know, it's an important yeah, thing. Well, the whole, and then and the I'm very whole proud that we talked thing, about that, man. The whole driving thing, of course, is a huge issue, but... um. The advice I can offer on that is take the TIPS course, which is, you know, an acronym for something, which I always forget. But uh, you can go online and take this TIPS course, and uh, that's what it's all about, responsible serving. And it's, you know, you take the entire course online, and I think it's $29 or something. And uh, then you're then you're TIPS certified, and that, that's a good um, selling point. When you go look for a, for a job, you know, they love to hear that, that you're TIPS certified. They, it even gives the bar a little bit of a discount on their insurance, uh, you know, the more TIPS certified. Certified bartenders they have their, their insurance go down a little bit so yep. uh they, they they might ask you for a copy of your card that you get after the course but it's uh yeah it's a it's a good good way to learn it's a good um skill to know and it's a good thing to have in your arsenal when you're looking for a job 
Without, and that's why I wanted to. Uh, that was great advice, Vince. Again, to mention that tips and uh, the the website for people interested in uh, getting certified, taking the courses, tipsalcohol.com. That's it. Well, Vince, man, and I talk. I just want to tell listeners, man, like. I'm taking a break from the show, you know, not that I'm leaving, but uh, I like the direction you're going in with uh, the interviews and stuff like that, and uh, it's been cool for me. It's been uh, very uh, cathartic, man, to say the least, being able to really vocalize how I feel about bartending, and uh, I mean, I've I've spoken everything I wanted to say about uh, um, bartending, so... I think it's cool what you're doing with these interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a fan and a co-host, I'm also a fan. Like I want to hear you interview Ray Foley again. I want to hear more from the Bourbon guy. Mm-hmm. I want to hear part two of uh, more beer. You know, I, I think it's I, I like the informative that you know aspect of the podcast as well. Right. You and I, man, we talked about a lot of stuff about bartending. Yeah. All gems. So it's not that you're leaving the show, you're just uh, taking a step back and yeah, you'll be yeah, around. Yeah, taking a break. Yes, sir. So I'm not leaving, I'm just taking a break. And, uh, you know, I think it's sometimes you got to know when to take a break. I think uh, creatively, man, I uh, I really feel good about what I did with you, man, mm-hmm. on the show. And uh, I kind of like these interviews, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I'm a passionate person in all areas of my life, man. And, uh we talk about like what you experience with um, you know going out to places. I'm more than just a bartender. I want to own my own bar. Yeah. And I'm realizing that doing this show, you know, I have a one up on, on most people because I've been in the industry. And I think uh, I, the other day I was talking to people about my idea of opening up a bar. And uh, it's a simple formula. It's no secret. I've always said it. I think music and uh, bartending, music and drinks. Or or, or 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 dynamite. It's 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 amazing when they're combined in the right setting. It's magic. Yep. It's like a it's like a good movie with, with a good soundtrack. I just watched American Hustle. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal soundtrack. It was just amazing. Like that combination between a good movie and, and good music. Well, I, as a bartender over the years, I noticed that when you have good music and good alcohol, it's it's amazing. And I, I want to take that approach and get simple comfort food and open something up. And I was talking to a bunch of people and like, it was weird. Someone who has money, you know, a friend of mine was asking me, you know, more or less like, <laughs> want to know more about it. They wanted to see like a write up on it, like a business plan. Yeah. And they were interested in like, he, he basically said he wanted to like partner up, but like, I'm in no, I'm in no place to do that. This is just the imagination side of it. Mm-hmm. But the more I'm doing this podcast, I, the more confident I am that I I have a chance, man, I, more than a strong chance of, of succeeding in this because I think right. it lacks, and I you know I want I want to really create that. So that's that's really where my focus is, man. Yep, I've been thinking about it too. It's such a uh, expensive business to get started, you know. It's unfortunately it takes a lot of uh, money up front to get going. Yeah, and uh, it's a tough thing, and. Uh, you know, and you got to have money in reserve. You know, not just to build the place and stock the place, but you got to have. Um, I think they recommend at least four months operating expenses in the bank the day you open to uh, to get you going. You know, because it's it's not like uh, you're not going to have tons of people walking in the very first day. You know, unless you're 
whatever, you're a genius or you're uh, lucky or you're in the perfect location or whatever. But, you know, you got to have you got to have money to keep it going through the lean time. So it's it's a it's a tough business and there's a lot of competition, but it's a fun business and it's satisfying. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been thinking the same way you as you. It's tough. And, you know, what's tough, too, man, is like sharing that vision with people, man. Cause mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're passionate. Right. You know, you don't want to kind of compromise. And it's like, you know, yeah. if I want to do it, I want to do it on my terms. I don't want to, I'm in no position. What you just described is the reality. I'm in fantasy land right now, but <laughs> I definitely have the know-how to get something going. It's just the capital is the issue, which is huge. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But there's plenty of people who have the capital that have no, don't have the fucking know-how. Yeah, and they just they just piss money and they just blow it on on stupid things and but uh it's and then you got the, then you got the responsibility of making the money for your investors you know and that that's that's a heavy weight on your shoulders too you know making their money back not losing what they gave yeah, you yeah. you know so that's a tough thing too yeah it's uh it's tough and uh I don't know man it's just something I've been thinking more and more man you know just you know after you know going from Vegas. You know, after doing, like, I took a course in Vegas. It was uh, pump up your patrons with music. And it was all about, like, you know, having a good playlist. And it just really just was amazing. And, you know, it just kind of just get me more and more motivated. But the reality is the money aspect of it, man. Even if, even if I partner with other partners, you you, you got to bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Big deal, you got ideas. Big deal, you got experience. <laughs> then I'll hire you as a manager. You know, right. fuck that. I want to be an owner. Yeah, that's gotta but be. But yeah, a that's way. it, man. So I, you know, I, I'm not leaving, bro. I'm just taking a, uh, you know, I'm just just gonna chill back and uh, enjoy the show. And- All right. Well, I got to tell you, I got an awesome interview for next week's show. I've already recorded it. My guest is a gentleman from Germany who bartended for many years, and now he owns two bars in Hamburg, Germany. One of his bars is listed as number 16 on the list of top 50 bars in the world. In the world. Right up there with the Dead Rabbit and PDT in Manhattan. His name is Mr. Meyer. His first name is very hard to pronounce for an American, or for me at least. So I'll let him pronounce it for you. We call it Jörg. Ah, very good. Don't try it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll mess it up for sure. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) This very successful bar owner will share with us some of the qualities he looks for when he hires bartenders. A good bartender. I think the very, very important thing for me is... Well, you're going to have to listen next week to hear him complete that sentence. Mr. Meyer also works very closely with the Bacardi Company, and when I recorded him via Skype, he was actually in Moscow to judge a cocktail competition for Bacardi. Enjoy your time in Russia. I, I promise you I do. I will, I will behave like a good bartender. I drink, <laughs> I have to say moderate, uh, just for official reasons. And I will tip well. And I will make people proud being bartenders because I think it's the best job you can do in your life. I'm very excited for everybody to hear this great interview next week, so make sure you subscribe on iTunes or however it is you get your podcast, because I want you to hear it as soon as it's available next week. And if you're on iTunes, do us a favor, leave us some uh, comments or reviews, as they call them. Uh, hopefully you say something nice and uh, leave us some stars, five stars preferably. Hopefully we deserve that, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. That helps us out. And, of course, you can find our website at bartenderjourney.weebly.com, and you could listen to the show right there if you like, and you can find our tip page which helps support our show you can uh, leave a tip uh, to help support the show to keep it going alright so uh, oh you can get a hold of me at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on twitter at barkeeptips 
you can reach me at uh, Vance Vano at Twitter or email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And I just want to thank people, man, that, you know, since I, since we started this over a year ago, they got in contact with me, you know, through email or, or Twitter. And uh, it was cool meeting people. And uh, your support, Vince, man, you know, you want to come on the show, we get out, to, you know, reach out to Vince, man, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's cool with the interviews, and uh, if you're a new listener, man, check out, you know, our shift from the beginning, man, it's uh, brutal honesty on bartending, the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Mm-hmm. All right. And if I, listen, if I ever meet you guys at a bar, man, fucking buy, buy a dude a drink, man. <laughs> but that's it, man, and... Uh, you know, tip the bartender and uh, God bless. All right, we're signing off for now, but uh, look for look for the show next week. We'll see you then. Cheers. <laughs>